Welcome to Universal Man. My name is Mark Quepet, and I'm here to help you stop screwing around with all that dumb shit you keep wasting your time with, and instead, play a bigger game with your life so that you can win where it matters and become a man that you admire. Imagine that. Imagine that for a second. If you could become a man that you admire. Imagine that if you took the life that you lived and then projected that onto another person, you observed that person living in that way, you said, man, that's a cool ass dude. I really respect him and admire him. Oh wait, I am him. <laughs> That's the goal here is to get you to that place and to move you further toward that I bring you another episode of the man of action series in this episode What we're gonna be doing is we're gonna be looking at that old saying of what gets measured gets Improved and we're gonna do kind of a deep dive on that because the reality is you need to be able to track your progress. That's the only way you can tell if you're getting anywhere, if you need to adjust or whatever. And so we've all heard like all oh, the power of, you know, tracking your habits, you know, oh, don't break the chain and all this kind of stuff. And you've probably built some complex system to track all your habits and then immediately discarded it, right? <laughs> and you probably tried that multiple times if you're anything like me and got fed up. And you're like, all right, really, the answer means don't track anything. It's just too stressful to track stuff. And then you immediately abandon your goals. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, how can you actually get yourself to stick to a tracking sort of routine so that you can stay, you know, on the path and know when you need to adjust, when you need to, you know, make some uh, improvements, whatever. Okay, that's what we're talking about. And if you feel like you need that, then this is the video for you. Now, before we get into that little Vanguard plug here, okay, one of the easiest ways to keep yourself on track is if you are interacting with people that keep you on track, okay? I've had a lot of guys in my Vanguard community, they come to the weekly calls, and that's their check-in, that's their kind of reality, uh, you know, check with themselves to be like, hey, am I making progress, am I screwing up? And if they're having trouble, they talk to me, and I bring them on real time, and I give them some coaching. It's something that normally costs hundreds and hundreds of dollars they get for you know somewhere between at least ten dollars okay some it's an insane value okay and you get a whole bunch of other stuff with it so i've tried to make the vanguard as much of a no-brainer insane value as possibly I, I could in fact i think i might have like priced it too low because people they see the price and like oh it can't be that good it is it is so go check it out check out the link in the description and uh you know join us and be more awesome. Okay, so why do we gotta talk about this measurement stuff? Well, let's set the stage. There is a problem that I've come up with a very technical term for, and it's a state of being that I've dubbed flopping around. Many of us get stuck in a state of flopping around. What does this look like? It means like, well, you go kind of wiggle toward this one goal over here, and then you get a little distracted, and you go doodle around on this little goal over here, and then, you know, you get something pops up and you binge like several seasons of Netflix and take three weeks off and fall into like, you know, some ditch on the side of the road. And then you realize, oh crap, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be going toward this direction. And you start the whole process again. And then you end up in the same ditch just a few days later. That's, that's flopping around. And that's where most of us are is we just kind of just bounce from bullshit to bullshit with maybe a little bit of progress here, but not enough to actually call it something meaningful. And we're just kind of a, a, a slave to our patterns. Okay. If this sounds familiar to you, um, welcome to the club. <laughs> I'm not coming here from a place of being better than that. I'm coming here from a place of having learned the lessons of that uh, very extremely. And luckily, there is a way out. There is a way to actually have measured and appreciable and steady 
progress in life. And really what it comes down to is you got to know what your key variables are. You got to track them and then you got to take care of them. <laughs> it's pretty simple. You got to limit your focus down to a few things, make sure those things improve and adjust if necessary and have progress. It's, it's not crazy complicated, but for most of us, it is so hard. So let's figure out what can we do about this? First, let's understand the importance of this whole tracking thing. What actually matters, what doesn't. I mean, you can track a million different things and a lot of people do this. Uh, what, are the, what is it called? It's like My Life Quantified or something like that where people track everything, like how many times they brush their teeth, how much time they do every single little task, you know, how many dumps they take per day. Like, if that's your, your deal, fine. I think you just need to have more important shit to do because uh, it seems kind of masturbatory and dumb to me, but I've done it. <laughs> Maybe not that extreme, but I've, I've tracked a lot of stuff and there is value in it. There is value in it to, to understand different patterns, see some stuff like where you're spending your time, that kind of thing. It's useful, but you don't necessarily need to do that, especially not for forever, but you need to track some stuff. And the reason for this is that you need to have a way to keep score. And I, I talked about this in one of my previous videos where I talk about the different levels of engagement and on the philosophical level of engagement, what you need is a game to play and to say, hey, this is where I'm trying to go and here's how I'm gonna measure how far along I am toward that goal, okay? And in the business world, they call it your OKRs, your objective and key results. Um, basically, it's just like, all right, I wanna go here and I'm gonna know I got here when I, get this very measurable amount of progress. So it's like, oh, I wanna quit porn. Well, that means I need to go 90 days without porn, okay? That's super measurable. It's something that you can track and this gives you a game. As Once you have a scoreboard, you can play a game and that can engage your mind and it gives you, it, it, it starts you down the process of engaging in this feedback loop of, I try this, did I get the result I wanted? Yes, keep doing it. No, oh, I need to make an adjustment. I need to do better. I need to iteratively improve. And this is fundamental to real conscious progress. The tricky part here is really nailing down what are your key variables? Because I think for the most part, people pick way too many things. They're like a kid in a candy store. It's like, oh, I'll track this, I'll track this, I'll track this. Oh, it'd be nice to have that. I want the world. I want the whole world. I want to lock it all up in my pocket. It's my bar of chocolate. Give it to me now. And then you don't do any of it because it you you lose yourself in it. It's too much of a pain to actually keep up with it. And the stuff you're tracking doesn't really matter. And you're not really feeling the progress. And so what you're gonna have to do, like I've mentioned previously, is you're gonna have to engage in creative effort. You're going to have to really think about things and try and boil it down. And it might take a few passes to find your variables. Right now, where I'm at, I'm tracking exactly two things, just two, just two. I mean, technically I'm tracking like a couple of other like side habits, but I'm not really focusing on those. The two things are the number of hours I spend doing content creation and then whether I do my daily debrief ritual. And I'm going to cover the daily debrief ritual in probably the next man of action in detail. But basically I know that if I do those two things, then everything else is gonna get taken care of. And so that's what I track closely. I track those things every day. And if I track anything else and I miss it, I don't care because that's not my main scorecard. So 
you gotta ask yourself, what are your key variables? Maybe if you're a student, it's the number of hours you spend studying, okay? Maybe if you're a salesman, it's the number of cold calls that you make. Maybe if you're a manager, it's did you check in with this list of people every single day and you keep track of it all where everybody's at, okay? Everybody, depending upon what they're doing, are gonna have a different set of variables, but the reality is we all have a few things that if we stay on top of, pretty much the big stuff's gonna get taken care of. And what I found is that for most people, they know what these things are. And in fact, the problem is that for, for most people, these things are so obvious that they feel like it's not even worth tracking. And that is only the case when you know you have pretty much like a 90 to 100% success rate, okay? Like if you check your email and, and go inbox zero 90 to 100% of the time, well then you don't need to track that because you know you're just gonna do it. And it might be really important, but you know, you got it locked down, so you don't need to track it, great. Okay, but if you're not at that level with something really important, then freaking track that thing, man. That's what you gotta be doing. That's what you gotta be measuring. Not, you know, how many times did you spend doing, you know, Hungarian chant meditation. Like just because you saw some, I don't know, you're just on some fad or whatever. Like. Don't do that stuff. It's very rare that like some little niche habit is going to cause a big change in your life. Look for the big baseline things that really move the needle in your life and track that. Now, once you've decided what your variables are, okay, that's not everything. <laughs> I wish it was. I wish it was that easy. You could just pick the variables and you track them and then voila, magic, right? No, that's not how it works because very often we run into problems even if we know what we should be tracking is we will forget about it. We'll forget that we're supposed to track it. We won't update it. We won't look at our progress. And you know, that's what happens. Then our tracking gets out of date. We don't know where we're at. Um, maybe we did the things but we didn't write it down. All this kind of crap. And it disengages you. The, the whole value falls apart at that point. And so with this tracking thing, we, we gotta make sure we really look at two key aspects of it. One is visibility, okay? The visibility of you, however you track things is immensely important, okay? Like, think about it this way. If the gas meter in your car, that showed you how much gas you have left in your car, if that was in the glove compartment, how often would we <laughs> run out of gas? <laughs> Way more than we do now. Because if it's not right in front of your face, you're gonna forget about it and you know it's gonna be a problem. Same thing with wherever you track, you're not gonna do it. And then on top of that is if it's really hard to track, if it's inconvenient, okay? Like if you have to open up seven different apps and your phone's really slow and blah, 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 and you have to do all that, it's super complicated for you to, to record, your progress, you're also not going to do it because it's just gonna be like such a damn pain that you're just not gonna bring yourself to do it consistently, okay? You're not gonna like it. So it's gotta be visible and it's gotta be easy. And so the big key here that has kind of hit me very strongly recently is the value of contextual dashboards. Basically, a dashboard is something that's right where you would need it, visible and easy to access and interact with. And if you have your key variables set up on such a dashboard, well then 
you're going to be able to track your progress. You're going to be, keep your head in the game. You're going to know where you're at. You're going to know where you're going. You're going to be able to make the appropriate adjustments. All that power is going to be right there for you, but it all comes down to whether you set this dashboard up and use it properly. Right now, I'm, I'm doing this too. So this is one of those side things that I'm, I'm tracking kind of just for fun. Okay, is, is my sleep. What time do I go to bed? What time do I wake up? And historically, I've been completely unable to get myself to write these times down for any consistent period of time. Why? Because in the morning and in the evening, the last thing that I want to do is open up my phone and record something in an app where I, I track most of my other stuff. I use pretty much I'll get to that in a second, but like, I didn't want to open up my phone. I don't want to look at it right before bed. I don't want to look at it right when I wake up. And so I wouldn't record my sleep times. Simple answer to this, have the dashboard on a piece of paper, on a notebook, right by my nightstand and just have a little table where I write down the, the wake, the, the sleep and wake up times and boom, it was easy. Cause it's right there. It's visible. It reminds me to do it when, by, just by being in my environment and I can update it in a second. Simple thing, but it made the difference. If you've got a workout program and you keep not following it because <laughs> you keep forgetting it or you don't want to like bring up your computer, print the stupid workout spreadsheet out and bring it to the gym with you. Keep it in your gym bag and just fill it in. Okay. It's really simple. Or, I mean, if you've got an app on your phone, that's efficient and easy to use, you can do that too. But this is the idea here is that like, you have to put it in front of you. Like if you were running, like, like I've seen this before high school sports teams, like a high school football team, they'll have all the, the players on the team and they'll have their names up on a, on a chalkboard and they'll have their best lifts. And that's how they keep track of their, their off-season strength, strength training or stuff like that. They have it visible, easily updatable, right in front of everybody. And it keeps their mind on it. It keeps them focused. It keeps them motivated. All that good stuff. If it was just filed away inside of their um, coach's clipboard or something, it wouldn't be nearly as powerful of a, as, of a motivational and uh, guidance sort of tool. If you're trying to quit porn, okay, maybe it's not the best thing for you to have it in an electronic system. Maybe it's better for you to have it just written on an index card that tracks did you journal and were you clean and you have it taped literally to your laptop because it's right there reminding you what you're supposed to do you can update it each day and boom taken care of all right this kind of stuff is really powerful maybe it's uh you have a the meal journal right on your kitchen table or something along those lines you can make these very project specific if you would like, but it's also possible to just kind of have a few, like, like a couple general ones. All right. This is, this is getting more into like the, the nuance of the productivity system that I'm putting together. But in general, I recommend everybody having at least two main dashboards. Okay. You've got like a mid-level dashboard that has all the kind of stuff you're concerned with over the next immediate amount of time, week or so, week to two weeks, maybe week to month. Okay. Like you have a mid-level thing like that. And then you got a low level dashboard that you look at each day and it's simple. So like I set up my mid-level dashboard at, on a weekly level. And what that means then is on a page in OneNote, which is the application I use for pretty much everything in OneNote, I've got a little table and that table has the number of hours that I worked per each day with a little total at the bottom uh, for creative work. It's the only work I track, like I said. And then I've got a little table that tracks uh, the core habits that I'm trying to keep track of. Right now, the, the top one that's highlighted is did I engage in my daily debrief? And so I'll track that. And then underneath that, I'll have a few different lists and those lists are broken down into heavy tasks, light tasks, 
errands, and then people. So stuff I have to do with my team or Holly or whatever. And that just allows me to be contextual. It, it's not mapping out my week in ex extreme detail. All it's doing is mapping out my week enough so that I can take that information and use it when I'm planning my day. That's kind of the core for it is that th this is all the information I need. Yes, it's for the week, but actually when I use it, when I look at it, is when I'm planning my day. And that's the, that's the idea around these contextual dashboards is to give you all the information you need for doing the thing that you're doing. So the weekly dashboards for planning the day. And when I'm planning my day, I'll bring up that and I'll look at my calendar and then I'll come up with my dashboard for the day, which is basically just a to-do list with maybe some t some time estimates and and that sort of thing where I'll, and at the end of the day I'll maybe add some notes to it about things that happened during the day. And it's really simple. Those two things will give you what you need. If you have a lot of stuff on your plate, like you got specific projects, maybe they need their own dashboard, kind of like in the examples that I've already provided. Or um, if you've got a ton of stuff on your plate, similar to me, then you might need a quarterly dashboard. And what you do with the quarterly dashboard is you look at that when you're making your weekly dashboards. Like, oh, I've got this project, this project, this project, this project, I gotta make sure that I have a step from each one of these going on my week board. Um, and it's simple. It's really simple kind of stuff like this, but it makes all the difference because your brain can only handle so much, right? That's, that's the bottom line is your brain can only handle so much. And so if we can free up space in our brain by taking the variables out of our head and putting them on the paper in front of us, we don't have to think about them anymore because they're right there and we can pick them back up just by looking at them. And that is unbelievably useful, which is why well-designed software makes all the difference. You know, this is the only people who really think about this kind of stuff usually are software designers because they're constantly trying to think of, all right, how can I put just what you need in front of you so I don't overwhelm you, but then I give you what you need to use the tool effectively, okay? And you gotta kind of think like a software designer if you want to effectively track your stuff. And there's all different kinds of ways that you can do it, you know? Like your weekly dashboard could just be the, the calendar view in Google with the, the, the Google tasks next to it or whatever. This principle is extremely flexible as long as you remember the keys of it's gotta be visible, it's gotta be easy and it's gotta be very focused, very focused on just the most important things. The thing that brought this point up was I was actually thinking about the etymology of the word dashboard, whether I wanted to use it or not. I was playing around with the idea of coming up with my own definition for this thing. I was thinking about, uh, because sometimes it's useful when I'm talking about concepts to put my own words on them so no one gets confused uh, that I'm thinking about something else. Okay talking about something else. What I was initially going to call it was over maps and over was going to be an acronym with OV meaning objective visualization and ER meaning execution record. And that's really what these things are is that they are an objective visualization, meaning like you can visualize the objective. That's what a good map will do is it'll be a map. It'll show you where you're trying to go. Okay. But then it'll also be an execution record will tell you where you've been, what you've done. So it's like a map with an, you know, a path, but then also plotting where you're at along it. 
and I like that. But then I was like, well, do I really need to come up with a new term? Maybe I can just use the word dashboard. And I started to look into the etymology of the term dashboard. And where it came from was actually the old stagecoaches. And back, that was back when horses used to like pull these coaches and whatnot. And the dashboard was a wooden board that would protect you from the horse kicking up stones. Okay, and because the, the horse would just, you know, as they're running and trotting, whatever, they'd be kicking up crap. So it was kind of like a mud flap for horses. And eventually, you know, they in cars and stuff, they started putting uh, instruments and things like that on it. But I really liked that image because in many ways, that's what you're doing with a well-designed dashboard is that you're protecting yourself from kind of your animal engine which is your emotional self. Your emotional self can easily get distracted, get worked up, and blind you and kick up a bunch of shit that gets in the way of your driver, which is your rational mind. It's like your emotional mind throws up all this stuff as it's trying to move forward, and if you if that hits your rational self, you know, your rational self's gonna lose track of what's important, where it's going. And so if you've got the dashboard, it keeps you centered. It keeps you from getting too off track and too worked up and too disoriented. And you know, that's why I decided to go with dashboard. Plus it's, you know, makes sense. So I don't know if that is helpful to you, but really what I'm trying to to communicate is that this is not a trendy sort of discipline that you do just because you want to feel cool. You do it because it protects you from yourself and it keeps you organized. It's a discipline of like keeping your emotionality from overwhelming you and pulling you into that state of just freaking flopping around again. Okay, that's what I'm trying to protect you from. I'm trying to teach you how to get out of that floppy state of non-progress. So this is a key part of that. Hopefully you found this useful. Play big. I'll see you in the next one. Most guys fail to build good habits because they're stuck in bad thought patterns. Until you recondition your brain to think new thoughts in the moments that matter, you'll keep ending up in the same old places over and over again. This is why I created the Metascript Method. It's a free guide that will teach you three simple yet insanely powerful journaling techniques that, when practiced regularly, will reprogram your brain for near automatic success. I've read hundreds of client journals in my years as a professional coach, and I've identified exactly what you need to put down on the page if you want to create positive life changes that truly stick. And no, just endlessly writing about your feelings doesn't work. So if you want to learn my secret weapons of self-development, then click the link below and grab your free copy of The Metascript Method now.